right, we are back. Extra bases after a week off. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> I was ready to go. I couldn't get the big man here to, uh, I couldn't lock him down for a time to be on the podcast because he's, he was big league in all of us. I don't know if I was big league in things. I was all over the, the East, or East Coast, West Coast, Central Coast. Pick a coast. It was in pick, you know, different time zones every day. Tried to do it. We couldn't match up schedules. You know, you're busy. I'm going one way. You're going the other. I'll take the blame though. It's okay. Okay. Um, since you've been gone, since we've been gone, a lot of accusations flying around about teams and cheating and this and that. Are you are you at all like me, where I'm just kind of tired of all the finger pointing back and forth? Is it bad that I've gotten to that point that I really don't care what the Royals allegedly did or what the Yankees allegedly did or what the Astros allegedly did or what the Red Sox allegedly did or the Dodgers allegedly did? I mean, seriously, dude, I could go down the entire list of Major League Baseball teams with perhaps the exception. I don't think anyone's mentioned the Rangers. Well, um, I would go out on a limb and say the Rangers are safe. Um, from any of the cheating because their record is is brutal and their system ain't great either. And I, I think that it's, you know, the Rangers have been one of the worst organizations in baseball for quite some time. Um, and it's amazing to me that it hasn't been a change there at the top with John Daniels, anybody else in what seems like 36 years. It's um, I've never seen a GM keep a job like that or a presidential operations without some kind of uh, any success at all. Yeah. I know they had some, some uh, world series teams that was, eight years ago, nine years ago, you know, where this is more of a, what have you done for me in this decade type of league? And that's kind of what I'm looking at. All right. So, you know, look, they're, they're definitely safe. We can cross them off the list. Oakland A's are probably another team that's safe. You know, no one's talking about the Pittsburgh pirates safe. I mean, I, th I think you're probably, what's that, that whole, that whole uh, meme Mark safe from cheating. Yeah. Right? Mark safe from cheating with video Mark safe from spins spider tack and uh, look, all right, I, I don't. But know. aren't you? I'm. I'm just kind of tired of all this back and forth and this finger pointing and some and someone who made uh, Ryan Spader, I believe is his name. He made some accusations or allegations and then backtracked, um, at least going public with them. Uh, I, I'm just kind of tired of all the back and forth. I think it's more of a situation that you've got an interesting era happening now. You know, we, we saw. There's one thing we can think that Jeff Luno led front office with the Astros. It was for getting us ready to handle scandals, right? I mean, you've got the cheating scandal. You've got Brandon Taubman scandal. You've got, um, man, I mean, it was scandal upon scandal upon scandal. It was, what was the thing with the, where Chris Correa went to jail for hacking into ground control? I mean, all of this stuff started with, with Jeff Luno in St. Louis. It just, it's like, it's, here was the hub of the scandals, and then we have a tree in this game. Now, most people, Jason, have trees of scouting and player development. This guy has a tree of scandals, right? So when you when you look at how that works, um, it's not at all surprising to me. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be thankful. These guys are giving us stuff to talk about. Like every time you and I get together, there's more stuff to talk about. Here I am thinking we're just going to get back to baseball. But no, we got another scandal to talk about. It's only Thursday. Like what's going to happen tomorrow? You know, I don't know. I don't know. So I just feel, I, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of it from the standpoint of it's like another scandal. But I'm also laughing inside and outside, right? I'm laughing because – you just never seen another era in baseball like this before, man. This is unheard of territory. 
this Balco deal that we had back in, in what was it, 2000s, had nothing on this dude. This is nothing. What was one we had in the 80s? There was the drug scandals in, in Pittsburgh and, and the Met. Nothing on this. This is amazing what this group of people are doing and how these guys are surviving with these scandals upon scandals is baffling. One thing that has popped up in the last couple of days, and I thought that consolidating the minor leagues, I thought one of the issues that they were, the reason behind it was to make life better for minor leaguers. But yet we continue to see a number of tweets from the advocates for minor leaguers. And the most recent one I'm seeing involves the Bowie Bay Sox and affiliate of the Baltimore Orioles that basically we've been just been told this is from June 15th players on the Bowie Bay Sox are considering sleeping in their cars beginning tomorrow night. And when Mike Elias is asked about this, the general manager of the Houston Astro, excuse me, general manager of the Baltimore Orioles, formerly front office member, as we all know, of the Houston Astros, he says, I saw the tweet. I wouldn't call it a report. It was a tweet with some reference to hearsay, and the information in there was not accurate. I can assure you that all of our players in Bowie have accommodations in Bowie. He was emphatic throughout his media availability that he believes the Orioles have gone to great lengths to take care of their minor leaguers. In fact, he claims the franchise feels a sense of pride in how they've tried to address systemic issues across the minors. Now, I will address this. The only way to properly address this is to do what the Houston Astros have done, and that is pay for the housing of your minor leaguers. That is doing what needs to be done. Because the whole one of the whole things that we were sold on this consolidation was that it was going to be so much better now for minor league players who, as we all know, are making less than the guys selling popcorn and hot dogs in the stands. So, yes, you can feel a great sense of pride. I get that. But anyone and I'm not trying to single out the Baltimore Orioles to say that you've taken great lengths. The greatest length you can take is to provide housing for these guys because major league teams. Yes, I know 2020 was a tough year, but 20 major league baseball teams continue to make money hand over foot. And these guys, these guys are your future. Take care of them. It's ridiculous to me. I'm done. Jason, you know, exceptionally well said, um, spoken like somebody who's been around minor league ballparks for a long time and professional baseball for a long time. I mean, obviously you know, where you're from, where you grew up, seeing the minor league baseball players there, seeing the stuff in a ball and double a, like you've seen every level of the game. Um, and you understand what guys go through. I, I can tell you haven't lived it. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. We found a way to make it work. I, I will say that we found a way to make it work. Um, you did go into debt every year to some degree to get yourself out in the off season, just off on the minor league money that you made. Um, you had to have offseason jobs if you didn't play winter ball. I mean, you had to find a way to make it work, but you were chasing a dream. Now, it doesn't mean it would have been easier, you know, doing it another way, right? Um, I, I'll say this, and I'm not surprised that Mike Elias used the word pride, okay? Pride, because pride's a sin. Pride is one of those deadly seven, whatever they say back, you know, it's not supposed to have that. And this guy has a lot of pride for somebody who's been caught up in a lot of stuff. All right. We, when this cheating scandal happened, Michael Elias said, Oh, I hope it doesn't take away from what we accomplished in Houston. 
Mike, that's pride, man. That's pride. So the cheating scandal doesn't matter, but you're proud of what you, what did you accomplish in Houston besides making some good waiver claims and, and, and success on the back of somebody else? If you're going to go do the Astros now with James Click and, and what they're doing here and Dusty Baker, it's actually making an impact on players who aren't making a bunch of money. It's an excellent point. For Mike Elias to say the word pride, hey, Mike, man, you know, you're proud of that Dominican stuff you're doing too with your propaganda. Like, let's clean it up a little bit and let's really get back to what matters. But you know what, Jason? Mike has never done what these guys have done. He's never covered what they've done. He's never been in a financial situation like these guys have been. They're still they're, the biggest issue I have with minor league baseball isn't paying for the housing. It's not the meals they get because there's a little bit to A ball, double A, triple A. You can invest more into it, but even still, like, that's not, that's not the biggest issue. The biggest issue is the pay. They work for less than minimum wage and they only work for six months a year. That's the issue. If you address that, they make real money because they're really being invested over time. The rest of the stuff takes care of itself. They can pay for their bills. They can work on their craft in the offseason. They can buy better meals. They can pay clubhouse dues, but more clubhouse dues and out of their meal money. That's where it just needs to go. Pay these guys a real salary, a real salary across the organization. Put some more meal money in their pockets and let them pay their own bills. And they're working, so they make less than five, six bucks an hour, which is really what it amounts to to become a professional baseball player in a major leaguer, no matter how much you're making, whether it's, you know, 1500 bucks a month or even 10 grand a month, like you're putting in 80, 90 hour weeks. Like it's 80, 90, it's just what it is. And it's all the time. So, you know, for Mike to say that shows that he's still a little tone deaf. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, people have said, you know, that we were tough on the Astros. We have been, but only because it was Mike and Jeff and how they were doing it. And Mike hasn't done anything different since he's been to Baltimore, right? So it's just, it's it's a culture thing that they have to address. Um, and, and it's really, it's hard going to be hard for them to do it, Jason, because they don't believe anything different. I will say this. I think the new uh, system of minor leagues that clubhouse dues may no longer be in play, I think. I'm not 100% certain. Um, the executive director for of Advocates for Minor League leaguers disagreed this is from nbc washington by the by the way nbcwashington.com the executive director of advocates for minor leaguers disagreed with elias's assessment even going so far as to suggest orioles prospects are worried about jeopardizing their careers if they speak up about hardships i would agree with that now also the guy who runs this used to be a former minor leaguer we have spoken with numerous players henry harry marino said within the Orioles organization. Everything we've said about the Orioles is based on those conversations. And they should take the time, speaking of the Orioles, to learn how the choice impact uh, these player, players they might be surprised. Now, sometimes the truth may be somewhere in the middle, but I, I just don't have any reason to believe. I get it. I understand that. I get it. I understand that working your way up to the major leagues is part of the process. But I mean, for these guys sometimes to leave the game with $75 in their bank accounts or having to sleep three in a hotel room, it's just, I, I, it just really bothers me, especially when we know how much these major league organizations make. It just, yeah, some, it just really stuff, bothers me. Some of this stuff is flat out inhumane. You know, and I'm saying that because of the minimum wage argument, right? I mean, it just, it really should be, it shouldn't be any less than minimum wage. It shouldn't break out to that. Um, you know, if clubhouse dues aren't part of it, even better, but it shouldn't be 
um, anything less than minimum wage to play to work. It but again, should. Jeremy, this was the thing, though. This is one of the things we were sold by Major League Baseball when it came to the new minor league system. This was going to be better for the players. This you're is sold. going to improve their conditions. You're sold a lot of things by Major League Baseball that aren't true, man. I, I'm I, just saying this I'm was just, one I, of the I, things I, that they sold. And yes, I, in some instances it's happened, but a lot give, of it is still the same old, same old. I'll give you something that's being sold by Major League Baseball right now that's not true. So they have their draft combine, right? They have the MLB draft combine. They came out with that a couple weeks after we came out with ours. They have their MLB draft combine. They have a certain number of players that are attending, um, and they're saying they're going to be there to work out. They're not going to work out, not all of them. They're going to meet with people. They just want them to get out there to meet with people so they can say they were there. Is it really there if you've met with somebody, or can you do it on a Zoom call? Can you meet people face-to-face? Do you need to go to the combine to do that? That's what they're telling you. Oh, these guys are going to be, yeah, they may be physically in carry. They're not really going to be, you know, participating in your event. That's a small example of them saying something that's just not true because they have to say it to make themselves feel better. All right. I'm going to say this again. I'm going to say it as you and I've had this conversation thousands, millions, whatever amount of times can fill this galaxy. These guys don't care about baseball. They don't care about the, the kids. They don't care about integrity. They care about how much money they can make and what kind of line they can feed you to get that far. The difference with this now is that people are waking up to it. People, organizations have woken up to it. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to change tomorrow. I'm not saying that everybody in baseball is like that because they're not. I'm saying that that seems to be the direction they've gone. This whole fire Manfred stuff is because the game's a shell of what it was. And it's, it's all across the board. There's more to being a professional than being paid to do it. Okay. You have people, I make joke all the time, throwing penalty flags or home run celebrations. They put the netting up, right? To throw because the bat flips. All that stuff is unnecessary. I don't care if you do it or not. It's just unnecessary, right? And it's all brought on by people who don't understand what baseball is and are trying to make it WWE. So um, you have people that are going to sell you things that are untrue, are just about to save money. Uh, it's happened before. And, and Mike Elias, sadly, um, is doing exactly what he's been taught to do, and that is say one thing and do another. And of course, we always uh, believe in fairness on this podcast, so I will wrap up with this. Again, from NBC Washington, Mike Elias says, quote, we're making sure on an individual level that our minor league players are going to be in a healthy, comfortable spot wherever they are up and down our system I feel very strongly that we are in a good spot relative to the rest of the league on this topic, conditions of minor league players, for minor league players, and we will continue to make sure that's the case. Again, that is Mike Elias via NBCWashington.com. I got to say something, man. I can't let any, any Mike Elias comment be the last thing we say, and I know you're being fairness on that, but in fairness, you did that, but let me say this. Same guy put out a propaganda video trying to get people to come play in the Dominican Forum because the Orioles are so great. What do you expect him to say? Or, Orioles are great. Orioles are great. Yeah, I work for the Orioles in the GM. Orioles are great. We're great. We're great. We're good. It's not us. It's you. They're lying. They're making it up. And look, anybody who's played an organization under or played for and in, in worked in organizations at some point has had fear about rocking the boat. My son, I know people will look at Jeremy and they'll say, Jeremy, you? Yeah, there's stuff you don't want to say sometimes. You don't want to, you know, you got to know where to speak and what, and what to say and how. And, and, and the players in Baltimore are justifiably afraid to speak up with their names behind it because you know what happens next? Hey, we don't, you know what? We got to make a change. And they don't want to do that. They want to try to chase their dreams. So I don't trust anything Mike Elias says or any GM on this topic to be, for that matter. There's my fairness. 
on any topic on this, on any gym on this topic until they actually make real systemic change. Like, wait for it, Houston Astros and James Click by doing what they did. That's real change. You had a big week, a couple of, uh, gosh, it's been two weeks now. Dylan Thomas, one of your, what do I call him? Dylan Thomas, outfielder, Seattle Mariners. Have you talked to him since he received his first call up to the big leagues after 10 years in the minor leagues? And, and what has his experience been like? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was quick. Um, when I spoke to him, you know, I've, I've known DT a long time, obviously, since I got to the area, I, I wrote that. I'm not a big person for writing things on posting on Facebook unless it's, you know, professional oriented, but I felt like, you know, DT deserved his due there. Um, you deserve people to kind of hear a sample of his story. And it wasn't even complete. You know, you commented after about getting hit in the face, right? I mean, I didn't put it, it was a lot of things that he's, he's, he's gone through with this and um, look, he's special to me. Um, he will always be like a little brother. Uh, he's somebody I've known for a long time. And, and, and the way that he and I go back is essentially after I was done scouting, um, we started working out. We started trying to redo his development. And where he should have been in a point to step into the big leagues, he had to kind of remake himself and almost start over. And it's been five years since that point. And that five years has been slowed down by COVID. That's a tire year gone. Get hit in the face is another couple of months, right? Uh, the Rockies not understanding what they had when he was double-A all-star after 2016 or in 2016. So, you know, he, he's, he's really, you know, did it in four or three and a half, if you think about it, right? If you get that year and a half back. So, um, you know, any year in independent ball, after the Rockies didn't understand. I mean, the kid's been through a ton. He's not a kid anymore. He's a kid to me, but the guy's been through a lot. Um, it's a story of resilience. I don't know if he'll ever get a chance to go back. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he'll go up and down a little bit. But bottom line, he's a big leaguer. He's got a highlight reel catch and a base hit and a couple RBIs in the big leagues that no one can ever take away. And that right there makes you one of the best players in the world, even if only for a moment. So um, he was moved. He was. He told me he, what I wrote. He almost broke back down you know, reading it. And I said, yeah, me too. I almost broke down writing it. Um, he's, he's a special person. Uh, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for, for Victoria. I'm happy for Jade. Happy for his parents. I mean, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, Jade, Jade's never going to forget it. She got her dad, she got to see her daddy playing a big league uniform and he got to realize a dream. So, uh, you know, good for him. Um, sorry, I couldn't be in Detroit to see it. We, you know, life calls and that's part of the game. You have know, different ways, but he's, uh, he could, there's nobody more deserving of that moment than him. Here's why I think Jeremy Booth enjoys being Jeremy Booth right now, because Jeremy Booth can say what he wants, right, about baseball. And I bring this up because there was an interesting article, and I think it was from USA Today with Bob Nightingale, about Brian Price. Yeah. Did you read it? Have you Twice. seen it? Twice. Price can't stand watching the way. Basically, here's a guy who quit because he was he's lost his love for baseball, right? Yep. Can't stand watching the way the game is being taught. Scoffs at these training centers that claim they're about pitching development when it's only about building arm strength. Hitters are being taught launch angles with funky swings instead of, you know, actually learning how to hit. You've also got. Price talking about the micromanaging in today's game. I long for the days where managers make out their own lineups and make their own decisions. I only think there's a handful of guys that do that now. Now the front office is telling you who's going to play, how you're going to use your bullpen, and predefine your moves as a manager. 
I think we better take a really good hard look at this Trojan horse that opened itself and emptied into professional baseball and really take account of what the game looked like. looks like. It's hard to watch. I had a former major leaguer today from the 1970s, all-star, that I was talking to, and he mentioned about the game that he watches now. He, he goes, I don't even know what to expect because it's nothing like the game I used to play and love and enjoy. And I said to the person, ex-major leaguer, here's what to expect. It's either a walk, a strikeout, or a home run. That's right. what you expect. Right. It, that's not baseball, Jason. That's over the line. You know, I mean, if anybody's ever played over the line, that's when you've cut off right field and center field, and there's just one little tunnel you got to hit in that's, le that's left field or your pull side, whichever one that is. You have cones set up, and anything outside of those cones is an out. You got one fielder out there in between the first set of cones and one fielder out between the second set of cones, and it's an underhand toss. And if it's not a strike, fine. If it is a strike, you swing. If you swing and miss, it's an out. If you make contact, it's got to be a home run. That's over the line. It's, it's exactly what they're doing. Pull everything, play this. You know why? Because that's all they could do. That's, it. that's all these guys could do. They couldn't play baseball. I didn't understand it. They didn't understand. It's like not stealing bases. We don't steal bases anymore because of the probability you might make an out. Are you kidding me with that? The probability you might make an out? It's a, you don't want to take the chance? It does, it's, hard, it's hard to watch this stuff. I mean, you're not, you've asked me questions tonight about stuff happening in Major League Baseball. I know I'm busy. I know I got other stuff going. Big summer coming up. But my, part of my job is to know what's going on. It's part of my job. And it is hard to watch this stuff. It's hard to keep up with it. Now, the game is athletically faster than it's ever been. That's fair. I'll give you that. The game is uh, more imposing than it's ever been. That's it. It's fundamentally flawed in ways I've never seen. I saw a big league play the other day where a guy tried to underhand the ball to uh, the Pirates. Yeah, it was Pirates. Pirates. There's actually a thing that said Pirates take the night off or something like that. A guy under had the ball to the shortstop. Shortstop caught it. Runner he was chasing in the rundown went to second base. Saw the booze at third. Went to third base too. What we what are we what are we working on here? What are we teaching? What where's the where's we don't the... teach Jeremy? And I I sometimes feel like maybe we talk about this too much, but um, there's no teaching. I mean, this same ex All Star told me. We used to do running drills, situational drills, where we would run the bases, you know, those things where it's like, okay, uh, two outs, runner on third. What do you, they don't do that anymore. You know, we stopped doing it in professional baseball in some settings. Uh, we stopped taking infield every day because the thinking was guys did this all the time. Let's give them a little bit of break on their body. They know what they're doing. Spring training was for that, for reminding you, right? When you got to the season, it was, you know what you're doing. I would say the time now is basically to go back to what literally baseball should have been. It's instructional league every single day with these guys. And yes, we spend a lot of time talking about how negative it is. I still think that, and I'll finally say this, that with integrity in the front office, we're finally blessed to watch an Astro team that's, that's got some guys that play the game the right way. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough go around the league. And, and, you know, we have the section of fans who don't really like baseball. They want to see the, the fights. They want to see the social media wars, right? They want to see the people hit a home run and talk about it. They're the highlight generation. That's all they know is the highlights, right? So they want to see the highlights. They don't care about the baseball. Show me a highlight. And then you've got people who actually want to watch the game and, and watch it happen and understand trying to win championships. And um, frankly, some of these GMs have stayed in power for so long because they don't care if you win championships. They just say a bunch of, of garbage one day and now that sounds good we're going to go with that go over the highlights 
right? That's just that's not you know Brian Price is, is somebody who was a pitching coach when we, I was in Seattle uh, when Eric Wedge was a manager. Good dude, just good dude, good dude all the way around. Loves the game, loves players. Wanted to pay it forward and pass it down. And and the more guys like that we lose, the worse we off as a sport. A lot of integrity too. A lot of guys could go out there collect a paycheck, but. Uh... <laughs> he turned down a lot of money to basically be true to himself. Right. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. A million dollars on the table, a million bucks. Would you leave a million dollars on the table? I'll be the first person to say, no, I'll finish my contract out. And then I might be out. I'm not leaving a million dollars in guaranteed money on you. What? That tells you how, how disenfranchised you are with where you're disenchanted. Rather you are with this game. You walk away from a million dollars payday, million bucks. Now nah, I'm good. What? <laughs> so, you know, anyway. Coming up is the College World Series. It's interesting to note there are a number of your future star series alums on these College World Series teams. It appears as though Vanderbilt would have the most with four. Does that sound right to you? I'm looking at the list here. Let's see, TJ McKenzie, Troy Leneve. Uh, Schultz and Jack O'Dowd. Jack O'Dowd, fourth one. Yeah, Jack's kind of an interesting one. Son of Dan O'Dowd was a member. Yeah, oh, you like that? Yeah, that's, that's a good picture. Right now, I'm showing a picture of uh, Jeremy. This was out in uh, this was in right. Houston area, right? That your yeah, event. That's Eve right there in that picture. He's sitting in the four or five hole for Vanderbilt, um, pretty much every night. Troy's a good player. He's kind of reminding me of Jason Kipnis a little bit. Can hit. I'm good to see him coming to his own. I actually have a text message that popped on my phone from him and his dad a few minutes ago. So, uh, you know, he's a, one of my most uh, fun kids to, to be around. Um, he's growing up into a man. He's wears number 15, which is a special number to my heart. So um, a lot of connections with that, with, with Troy and, and with Matt and the whole Neve family and, and uh, could not be happier for those guys to be in that situation. Certainly a lot of people here in the state of Texas are interested in Texas. The Longhorns yep. have three. Uh, Jared Southard. Jared Southard, yep. Southard, pardon me. Pete Hansen. Yep. And one of your favorites. Silas Ardoan. <laughs> Silas Ardoan. Yeah. He's si got some, uh, yeah, he's got some big league genes. And let me tell you, I was on a conference call with David Pierce head coach of Texas and oh man let me tell you the praise that the media around Austin has for Arduan and the way he handles not just the pitching staff but nearly every situation in a game I mean I mean it makes him one of the most valuable players I would think in this college world series the way he he handles a staff and manages game-to-game -game situations so, you know, Danny Erdogan is, is his dad. Danny played 14 years um, in, as a pro, um, long time in the big leagues. Danny, one of the best arms I ever saw. I mean, just one of the it just flat out could throw. Um, hung around because, you know, he had enough to do it, but he could act, he just flat out catch. And, um, you know, if you've ever noticed, watch side catch. Side doesn't do any of that one knee stuff. He doesn't do any of that sideways. Why he's so good defensively is because he's always in an athletic position, understands instinctively what to do back there, not just with pitchers, but how to control a running game. And um, there's so much to, to go into what Cy is. Uh, his road is somebody who went from really unappreciated 
um, to somebody who was drafted uh, after he played our obviously our event in uh, in, in Arizona at the time is as a rising senior. The Rockies drafted him late. Um, you know, size always been an, an easy prospect for me. Just easy to see. Um, some people felt that way. Others did not. Uh, he's gone to Texas and, and he's made himself into a, an early round draft pick for next year. And he earned, has earned every bit of it. Now I'll say, I've told Danny, I said, Danny, he's basically you, but a better hitter. That's what he is. So, you know, if that's the case, then, then Sai is going to have a chance to play in the big leagues for a while and he'll, he'll catch until he's done. But he's like a little brother. You know, all these guys are kind of like little brothers to a point. We spend so much time together getting to know each other and walking through things. Um, you know, it's just kind of how we're built here as a family atmosphere. But but Cy, you know, Cy, Brock Jones, um, another guy that's in the College World Series, Tommy Troy, uh, you know, Troy Leneve, the guys you're mentioning, actually, we're talking about, seem to all have been guys that have gotten pretty close in some way. And, and I think all of them underappreciated at the time. Um, <clears throat> and I'm glad to see them getting their due. Which I think is also rewarding for you and as, a, as an evaluator, because much like people – outside of baseball who maybe dabble in the stock market or are big into the stock market. There's something about being like one of the first to discover something, right? Like it's, and sometimes people will say, I don't, I don't really see what you're seeing, but then when it comes to fruition, it has to be very rewarding. It's rewarding to watch these guys get what they want out of the game. You know, I mean, from my standpoint, <clears throat> and and, and I'm, I know that you and I talk, again, we talk a lot. We're friends. We're not just colleagues. We're friends. You know, at this point, we talk all the time. I, I can say that if anybody is ever concerned, let me put this to rest. I have absolutely zero doubts about my ability as an evaluator. How's that? I'm not worried about me as a scout. It's just what it is. And as a player development guy, there's always stuff to learn on both sides, always stuff to learn. Um, you know, and I'm thankful to have good mentors. I'm thankful to have good conversations. I'm thankful to always be involved, even out of professional baseball, if you will, but not out of professional baseball. Conversations all the time with guys. It's almost like I never left and actually this stuff is enhanced. So, um, you know, I still have people helping me along the way. These guys are going to need people helping them along the way and we all keep learning and um, you know, to have been a part of their evaluation and development process, which is what we do now, right? We evaluate where they're going to go, what they can be and help them to kind of sculpt that together with their people in their backyards that are spending their time with them. If we're able to do that and I'm able to, to have a part of that, it's gratifying because they get something out of it. You know, it's, it, that's it. It's not about, you know, me at all because I'm comfortable in my skin. It's really about them and, and the fact that they're able to move forward. So uh, I remember I remember having Brock Jones in my office and the Dodgers use their facility one year. Brock Jones with Stanford, who's got what, 13 or 14 home runs, something like that this year. Um, you know, he comes out and he's at the he's at the event. And this kid plays football the night before in Fresno, has a separated shoulder, pops it or an ankle, it's an ankle, pops it back into play and shows up. He showed whatever he did to his ankle, he, he's had to come out of the game, got on a plane, showed up the next day ready to go and didn't want to come out. I sat in my office. I said, look, man, you got a, you got a choice to make here. It's going to come up. You're either going to be a, a, you're going to be a major league baseball player or have a chance. Or you can go play college football. I've never seen you play football, but I'm kind of looking at the tea leaves here. This I know you can do. He goes, well, I want to go play football. I said, then tell him that. And go play football and get it out of your system, and then we'll just go from there. Went to play football at Stanford for a year. Now he's going hitting home runs, and <laughs> right, I mean, he's doing his thing. You know, um, I'm happy for him. Great kid. Spits nails. Um, you know, what energetic, 
could that great family. Uh, Tommy Troy, Tommy Troy. I mean, it, you know, Brett Boone for me. I say it all the time. One of the, one of the kid who is a little bit unappreciated because he's probably not a shortstop the next level, right? Probably not a shortstop, but he's definitely a second baseman that can hit. We can help you out at short. Troy Lanive went unappreciated. Now he's in the four hole for Vanderbilt. You know, I mean, I'm happy for these guys. Nick Kent, Nick Kent of Virginia can flat out pick it up and execute and does what he needs to do defensively. And he's never a guy that's going to hit 350 in the big leagues, but he's a guy that's going to play for a long time, have a chance to help you win a championship somewhere. So, you know, it's good to see these guys step in. And, you know, we already talked about side. It's good to see these guys step into those roles and, and go forward. And real quick before we go, coming up is the New Balance Future Stars Series pre-draft combine, high school combine. It's in uh, Sulphur, Louisiana. So basically first week of July and it's what three days of events it's streaming and some of the top, this is for this year's draft, correct? Yeah. So it's uh, 54 college players, I would say. I think it's 30, 34 high school players. Oh, so um, you're combining them in, in one event? That's two different sessions. So one's going to, the first college session is first for two okay. days. High school session is next for two days. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll be, it's, it's a chance to just get a, a deeper look, a quick look before the draft when they go into their meetings. Um, you know, it's not targeted at, at the top 30 or 40 picks. Uh, I will say this publicly, those type of kids who have assured their type of draft position there don't need to be doing this. No. They go meet with clubs. They need to go work out. They need to go, you know, get that part of it right. Cause they've been evaluated enough that this type of event only can hurt. It can only hurt them, right? Only hurt them. So they don't need to do that. This is really aimed at kids. I would say third round back, second round back, um, you know, and, and honestly, seventh to 12, anybody that can fit in there. You've got seniors that have value. You've got uh, tools. You've got uh, statistical producers that the offices are going to like. You've got some guys that had up and down seasons that are better than what they have showed. Those type of guys need the extra look because they're trying to improve their draft status or make people comfortable with them. And that's, that's really what it's for. And essentially you expect most, if not all major league clubs to be there. Yeah. I mean, for what I, yeah. I mean, they tell you, I, I expect the, um, the Orioles to send a camera, but outside of that, I think everybody else can be there. All right. Um, I see one name on here that I already recognize that is Sabine Sabalos, who is uh infielder slash catcher at San Jack and, um, what we'll do, how about this? Next podcast, we can do um, – we should probably talk draft and, like, some of the guys that you're, you've had and, and some of the upside and ceilings and things like that. What do you think about that? That sounds good to me. I think it's uh, – Before the next scandal breaks, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's, it, that's, that can be tomorrow. We're not going to do another podcast tomorrow. So the day ends in a why. It's a scandal coming out when use front offices. That much I'll say. And we'll end with that. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Extra Bases with Bristol and Booth. Of course, we always want you to like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And, of course, next time we'll catch you on Extra Bases.